Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bad Take Sports, episode 22. Yes, that's what I said prior to recording, and that's what we're on. It's me, Luke. I'm here, and today I'm joined with a couple of the guys. It's Lane. It's Blair. And we are going to cover some of the NBA All-Star Weekend, uh, some NFL coaching changes, um, uh, some preseason spring training baseball, and a recap of the Super Bowl, as well as the new XFL season. So I guess let's start out. I think I might be the only one that watched the uh, the All Star Weekend. Um, is that is that correct? Yeah, I think Lane and I are in the same boat as most of Americans, where it's like All Star Weekend is like that's cool. Don't pay attention to it at all. I've also been working too uh, and dealing with the traffic of All Star Weekend because, <laughs> as you all might know, we we are from Utah. Uh, where they're holding the All-Star Weekend. And I live five blocks away from, uh, is it the Delta Center again? Not until July, but So yes. it's still Vivint? Okay. But, it's, but it, we can just call it the Delta Center. It's yeah, okay. I, I live right there, and road closures and traffic has been screwing me over. So I kind of don't want to watch it. Every every time uh, they would show the overhead shot of the arena, all you could see was all of the blocks that were um, blocked off for the with the police cars there, stopping anything other than foot traffic going anywhere within like a two block radius of the stadium it, it was pretty bad again for people that live at the gateway dope oh, right right my uh <laughs> um one of my buddies that I, well my mom's friend who does baseball he was talking about it he wanted to go but he's out of town so mm. um so we had the all-star all-star game uh, we're recording on sunday so the all-star game hasn't happened yet but we did have the uh NBA skills challenge. We had the three point competition. We had the dunk. And then we also had like the rising stars game and the celebrity game, the celebrity game. The only like we had DK Metcalf throwing down a a giant dunk. Oh, that sounds, which was exactly as cool as you think it would be. Dude just flew. Um, And then uh, the, the tying half-court shot from professional wrestler The Miz. The, the Miz? The Miz that didn't count because it was like a eighth of a second after the horn had gone off, but he made it. He made a half-court shot that would have tied the game. I want to hear that crowd pop. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Uh, you got to see Albert Pujols out there being very, very out of shape looking when you... Because, you know, you have him in a... A baseball uniform, you're like, yeah, it's a baseball player. But then you put that guy in a basketball uniform with a tank top, and you're like, ooh, that guy looks like he's been retired for a long time, even though he, you know, just retired. But, um, and then uh, uh, you had Guillermo from uh, uh, the, uh, what was it, uh, Jimmy Kimmel show, mm. um, was walking over trying to deliver pizza mid-game, and he walked over to Shaq, and he had a pizza from the pie. Uh, and Shaq goes, oh, sorry. It's not Papa John's. <laughs> so I mean, he, but the pie is exponentially so, oh, better than oh, right, Papa's. Right, but it's Shaq. Right, right. So he right. couldn't. But that was pretty funny. Um, but on to kind of the real ones. We had the skills challenge that was Team Antetokounmpo, which was uh, Giannis and brothers. But since Giannis hurt himself, Drew Holiday was in for Giannis. Uh, Team Rook, which was Apollo. Uh, uh, Jabari Smith Jr. and uh, Jaden Ivey 
and then you had Team Jazz, which was Colin Sexton, Walker Kessler, and Jordan Clarkson. And the first one was a dribbling challenge where you went through this, uh, you went uh, through these obstacles, and then you hit a kind of a floater shot, hit a corner jumper, dribbled all the way back down the court, and dunked it. Uh, and then, so in that one, uh, Team Rook won that one because they were young and they were moving. And it was funny because Jordan Clarkson was just like, half of those shots, you're like, oh, he makes those 90% of the time, but he still, he had his jersey untucked. He still had his chain on. He's just like, eh, eh. Was, and they were even calling him out on the, on the, they were like, come on, JC, man, you got to step up. You're just like walking around out there. Colin Sexton was on fire though. Like that guy was moving. Um, so first round went to Team Rook. They got it done the fastest. Jazz didn't finish because they couldn't make it under the time. Um, then they had the passing one, which was they had these three robotic drone like things on tractor wheels going back and forth, and they had to however many passes they got in there was the the points total, and uh, the Jazz won that one, and then it, so it came down, and that was a hundred points for each of them, and then the last one was basically a three ball tournament where they had like different points for. Uh, uh, like, you know, shoot a shoot this three from 10 feet behind the three-point line is five points. This one at the top of the three-point line is four points. You know, moving around. So then the last one that they did was, like I said, the, the, the three-ball kind of competition thing where, like, each person had to... You, you couldn't just... Sh- one person couldn't just sit there and shoot while everyone else rebounded. <laughs> everyone had to take shots in mm. certain orders. Uh, so team... Uh, Antetokounmpo came out, and this one was worth 200 points. So basically whoever won this last one won the whole thing. Um, so they came out, and I think Drew Holiday hit most of the shots, and they got eight points in the two minutes, right? And then Team Rook got one point. <laughs> what They made one shot, and then this is where the Jazz came, and they came and scored like 11 I think. <laughs> Walker Kessler hitting a, a corner three to seal it, which is... Weird from a seven-footer. But also seeing him out there, you're like, God, he is a child. Like, just in his face. Like, you're, you can tell he's 20, 21 years old. But so the Jazz won, Team Jazz won the skills challenge. Uh, next, they had the three-point competition. It's rigged conspiracy. Um, three-point competition. Hometown we team had, wins all the competitions. We had um, Jason Tatum, uh, Julius Randle stepped in for Anthony Simons. Uh, we had Tyrese Halliburton and uh, Buddy Heald from the Pacers. We had Tyler Hero and, oh my goodness, the he's on the, the Kings. Uh, Herter, Kevin Herter. Mm, yeah. uh, Lori Markinen and Damian Lillard. Um, so they came out and everyone, was, right. like, everyone was like, Dame's going to win this. Um, but so cool thing that Dame did, uh, he came out in a... Weber State jersey, yes. which is Fuck awesome yes. for people here. It's a, he went to school in Ogden, Utah, which is about 30 miles, 30, 40 miles away from Salt Lake. The only college that recruited Dame out of high school. Uh, so he's, he's got a big, a big following here in Utah. So he came out, and it's a dollar on the back. Um, and he came out, and he just... Well, the first round, I believe, the high score was from Halliburton. 
who was just, he's got a weird jump shot. I never know, or weird shot. I didn't even notice this. Like he kind of like, it, the ball spins uh, horizontally rather than over the top. Like he's trying to throw a curve or something. Yeah, yeah. And But it's a weird shot. But I mean, it went in, he scored like 31 in the first round. Um, Laurie Markkinen did okay. Him and Jason Tatum tied um, for for that. And then they both got knocked out. So the, So the next round was Damian Lillard and then the two players from the Pacers. And Damian Lillard came and just. Well, <laughs> I want to hear the crowd pop when he came out in the Weber jersey. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was it was pretty good. And we were talking about it. We're like, who's going to get a louder cheer? The local jazz player. It was almost even. I I would have given it to Dame just because like, you know, Utah. We don't like. Sometimes you see some guys from BYU go somewhere in the NFL. Sometimes you see some guys from the U go somewhere in the NFL. Not really though. But what do like, you mean? We got Kyle Kuzma. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we got the coos. You know, well, do you know who else was a BYU alumni? Andy Reid. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, but so I think, I think, you know, we have a guy who played college ball in Utah at Weber State. Right. Like right. Uh, Small school. Yeah, small it's a school. small school. It's basically a community college. It's not. It's, it, <laughs> but basically, like, that's how it's perceived right, in Utah. Right. Um, like I can't see how he wouldn't get the loud pop. Like yeah, it was it was pretty good. And then yeah, he came out. He's the only Portland Trailblazer to have ever won the three point competition. And he was like, "Cool, I got it. Now I can retire from this converse, uh, this competition." And he's actually uh, they said he was on pace to become the Portland Trailblazers all time leading scorer, uh, passing Clyde Drexler this year. That's the pace that he's on. So that's really cool. Um, and then next, so we had all those names in the three-point competition, right? Like, that, that's what you expect from an all-star challenge. You're like, oh, look at all these. these yeah, I know all these guys. This is awesome. And then we had the dunk uh, competition. And we had Kenyon Martin Jr., um, some guy from the Knicks, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, another player from, I believe, Houston. Um. Lane is looking it up, but then the the. Hey, Ja, you wanna you wanna come do this dunk contest? Nah. Ja, 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 you the Ja. <laughs> I would love to see that, but let me let me see let me see because it was showing me the the. I don't care. Just let me continue. Uh, let's see. Three point dunk. It was yeah. KJ Martin of the Rockets, Mac McClung of the Seventy uh, Sixers. Trey Murphy the third and Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims was the one. He had the weakest dunks. He was the one from the Knicks. Um, he just kept trying to shove his arms in the um, in the hoop, which is cool. But I mean, you're six eleven. You should be able to do that. That's not that's not that impressive. Now, if Jaw was doing that, right, right, I yeah, would be again, losing my mind again. Um, so really, the the story was, and I I called it before. I said that Mac McClung. Because he was, he's viral for his dunks. That's how he got noticed. That's how he went to college. That's why he was in the G League was because of his in-game dunks. He's six foot two. Uh, they did bring up that he had. Uh, he went to high school in Virginia, and he broke both Allen Iverson and JJ Redick's scoring uh, records in the state of Virginia, which is impressive. Mm -hmm. But this guy can fly. And he did uh, one of the dunks. He jumped over two guys, took the ball, touched it off the backboard, and dunked it. One of them was a uh, like a like a three sixty. 
I'd say like a 360 like reverse, but then he turned it into a like a tomahawk. Ooh. Um, and then he did another one where he jumped and took the ball, and then he did a double hezzy reverse dunk. Um, and then he landed a, his final dunk was a 720 dunk. Has there been a 900 dunk? <laughs> no, but okay, let's get Tony Hawk <laughs> right. Get a ramp, um, but yeah. And so, what would rotating 420 degrees look like? Could could we turn that into a dunk? Like, yeah, it would be a weird one though because it's like what 30 degrees further than a 360, right? No, 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 more than that. Um, 50 ish. Yeah, here, so that Lane, would Lane. Here's here's the the over two people take the ball, kiss it off the backboard, and dunk it at six foot two. That is a very impressive. Like he he cleared those guys, mm-hmm. had the time to go boop. Here is the two handed reverse three sixty tomahawk. Uh, here is the I believe the hezzy. Has he reverse dunk and then for our here, listeners at home, I will give you an the, audio, dis- audio um, description of Lane's face. It's it's pretty <laughs> like that disgusted, like when you smell something really bad and you gotta like your eyes start watering. Well, well, do you see these dunks? Like this is <laughs> like if everyone in the dunk contest every year was pulling shit like this, the dunk contest would be popular. Again. I, like I'd I'd like to see him, Zach Levine, and Aaron Gordon as the final three in a dunk competition, because that I think would bring it back because honestly the best dunk competition we had in the last 20 years was Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. The one where Aaron Gordon jumped over your Orlando magic mascot, kicked both his legs out, his took it from stuff. under his leg. Put respect on his name. <laughs> um, and then again, everyone says, I can't believe Aaron Gordon lost that. But then you look at Zach Levine's dunks. You're like, Oh, those are pretty fucking good too. Yeah, but, <laughs> that was the best. Like, yeah. Any other year, he, both of those guys are winners, but so yeah, so that was it was it was fun. It was a fun little thing, like especially especially seeing Mac McClung, the guy who was playing on G League, the, the Delaware League Blue Coats, and he got he got um, he signed a two, like, I think it was a ten day two way contract with Philly right before the All Star game. And he had like guys like Donovan Mitchell and Giannis That's... and all these guys right there cheering him on. And like Kenny Smith said, he's going to be the most famous guy in the United States for at least 48 hours. <laughs> I just, I, again, I just, I have a hard time following all of the all-star stuff, like any sport, like they had struggled to keep my attention and interest. Like the NFL stuff, the pro bowl game stuff. I didn't pay attention to any of that. Other like, than Derek Carr's comments on the uh the skills challenge that was dope that's all that it was good for so i mean it's just so hard like all i take from these all-star breaks is this is just time for the players to relax and i i can't enjoy i know i know that's the point but i can't enjoy the all-star stuff it's just so boring it's not like they can't they can't give it their all because they don't want to get hurt you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean it's it's I prefer I think out of all of the um, if I had to rank the All Star stuff between the major sports, I think baseball's the best because you have the home run derby, which is the best All Star sporting event because it's just dingers. That's it. You got your buddy up there throwing you throwing you like you know some meatballs some meatballs for you to just go ham on, right? 
So I think that, and then, you know, baseball, you can play half, like you can like, you know, go at half speed and it still is a competitive game, especially the pitchers aren't throwing any slower. Is, isn't God, that can, the... I just, can I just get a picture, like a camera pan to an all-star game where there's the players on the sideline drinking beer, eating hot dogs, you know? Can I get that all-star game? Yes, that's the baseball all-star game. Have you not watched a baseball all-star game? Never in my <laughs> life. Well, I feel like it would serve baseball better because that is a sport, kind of like soccer, where you're not supposed to give it your all the whole time. Right. Because, like, you do that, it's like... Like, listen, you probably, you probably won't see a guy, you know, laying his body out in the outfield to catch something. They'll let it drop. But, I mean, listen, they'll snag one from over the fence just to take a home run away from another all-star. Hell yeah, they'll do that. It's like an interception in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, if I get a chance to get an interception, I'm going to do it. But, again, you're not going to get dudes, you know, barreling over catchers and stuff like that. It's it's a You, you can tell that they're having fun. Um, and, again, I for me, home run derby is what puts it over the top. Also, there was a fun one where a right-handed batter was going up against a pitcher. And so he, for one pitch, he was batting right-handed and then he took his helmet off and he turned it around backwards and went to the other side of the plate. Hasn't (laughs) that happened in a real game? uh, It might've, it might've the one that I'm thinking of was an all-star game. Yeah. If I remember correctly, like I was watching some like random sports YouTube on autoplay at work. I remember there's no rule against putting your helmet on backwards. Right. And batting the other side. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's awesome. Um, Baseball is not a sport. <laughs> you sure it is. Is bowling a sport? <laughs> hey, look, I love me some bowling. Um, not watching it though. Fuck that shit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so I would say the baseball All Star Game, and then it's the NBA All Star Weekend because they do it all in a weekend. I do like because they used to have like the skills challenge, the three point, and the dunk were like spread across like four days. Now they do it all on Saturday. Everything is on Saturday. You just have to you know it's like one, two or like hour and a half, two hour presentation. It's just like watching a game. You just tune in for that. You can check all the... Uh, they do the like the Rising Stars game. I don't know if they did the international versus... Um, international players versus uh, other no, players team. I don't four think... four teams and then they played... Right, right. Short um, quarters. So, yeah, that, that that's fine. But, you know, most people turn into the All-Star game for the actual All-Star game and then, like, the dunk, the three-point and stuff like that. So they've, they've gone on Saturday and Sunday. That's fine. And then Pro Bowl is by far the worst of all of the, the main three. I don't know about the hockey All-Star game. I haven't really watched that. Or the Major League Soccer All-Star game. I don't know if they do it this way anymore. But what they would do is they'd have the MLS All-Stars, and then the MLS All-Stars would play a European club. I think oh, they did the MS, MLS All Stars versus Chelsea was the last one that I saw and they won. I mean, it's it's a war. It's a the Chelsea's not playing their stars, but <laughs> it makes it makes everyone here feel good. Um, that hey, our very best can put up a chance. Yeah, like imagine <laughs> imagine the, uh, uh, the 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 FIBA Basketball All Stars versus the Golden State Warriors. That would be hilarious. I would watch that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be if fun. If they played by FIBA rules. Yeah, FIBA rules where you can just take the ball out of the cylinder the second it touches anything. I don't, I don't like that. No, it's, it's, not, it's never going to fly. I, I would love to see Real Salt Lake versus Real Madrid. Uh, they did They did do that, um, but it was because Real Madrid you is also watch a... watch a murder? Yes. Well, Real Madrid is also a basketball club over there as well in their basketball league. So what they did was basically an exchange. The Utah Jazz went to Spain 
and played an exhibition game against Real Madrid. Real Madrid, and then Real Madrid came and played an exhibition game against Real Salt Lake. Oh, that's it was that's really cool. cool. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was years ago, I think. No, I think I actually remember that because that, that was back when they were in Rio ago. Tinto still, right? Yep, yeah. That was, oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Or Rice Eccles, not Rice Rio Eccles, Tinto. Yeah. R- Rio Tinto is it might have been the fucking... Eight, uh, the new one. It's the one they play in now. Rio yeah, Tinto. Well, Rio Tinto is also the name of where the... Um, oh, what is it called? The, the, the botany thing. Redview Gardens. Know. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's in the... <laughs> um, same with the Natural History Museum just up there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So that's that was the NBA All-Star Weekend. Uh, let's jump into talking about there has been some NFL coaching um, additions and stuff like that. Uh, we'll, we're going to start with the Cardinals because I, I need to tell you the uh, most cringy thing I heard. Uh, so the Cardinals' new head coach, Jonathan Gannon from mm-hmm. the Eagles. Yep. Uh, he had his little introductory press conference, and he said the words, what up, bird gang? That's not cringe. That's epic gamer moment right there. That's um, an epic. Get behind this guy. Yeah, what up, bird gang? And he's, bird he said, don't um, oh, God. He said, he said, he's like, don't get, don't get it twisted. We're going to win some games. And some guy on Twitter goes, hey, technically, if they only win two games, he's not a liar. They you know, I think they have two win games. I, I, I think <laughs> they have two games in them. Um, and it's just... Well, and he's, so, got, he's got the free pass this season because right, Kyler right, Murray's right. out until like week eight, week nine. So, so this is like, right, right. And, but this is, this is my thing. He had his introductory thing and he came out and there has been a lot of, um, you know, stuff um, leveled at Kyler Murray about, you know, his coachability, his maturity level, all this stuff, right? I, I don't know. He went out of his way to address every single one of those criticisms about Kyler Murray. He's like, oh, no, he's a very mature young man. Oh, he does. Oh, he's a... And, and it just... I don't know if it felt like... That, to me, reads that he is trying to build confidence with Kyler. I, yeah, I can I, see I don't, that. I don't feel like he's doing that. He is doing that for Kyler's benefit. He's doing that so that it looks like they have... That is my read on that. Right. I, I don't know. I just read it as he he was like, hey, oh, no, all you guys are wrong. Everyone that's worked with him is wrong. I, I know. Well, like, isn't it I'm the like, guy. Isn't that you know? kind of like the head coach's job to stand your right. quarterback? Like, right, right. But like, also... If, but also that then ties you... I know he's tied in with that contract, right? But... That also then now ties it. Well, he's, you said he was your guy if they move on from him or if they decide that the, he's, that, that you know what I That happens all mean? the time, though, Luke. Like, all the time, you say, that's my quarterback next week he's traded. Right, right. And I, I'm, just, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, usually they wait until they've actually worked with the quarterback before. That's fair, that's fair. Like, I, that's... I don't know how much time he spent with him, but he literally was just coordinating at the Super Bowl and then two days later, he's like, oh, Kyler's a great kid. That's why he's, he's so mature. For... And it's like, how would you, you've known him for a day and a half, man. You know, and I'm, I'm of, I'm of the, I'm of the mind that all this stuff about Kyler's probably overblown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like how much of it was actually just Cliff Kingsbury? Yeah. Like... How much of it was just Cliff Kingsbury not being a great. So I've... I think it was both. Yeah. 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 Um, but good for the Cardinals. Like they have talent on their team. Like I want to see them do it. 
Like, say what you want about Kyler. He might not be the best quarterback, but he's a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not bad. Um, so I, I like to see this for the Cardinals. Like, Cliff wasn't going anywhere. Right. Except to Thailand. Um, <laughs> hey, so. like, I get fired. He's still getting paid by the oh, Cardinals, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, fuck that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just fuck off to Thailand or something like that mm. if that's me. Uh, they also hired uh, a new offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing. Uh, Petzing. Uh, he is the he was the quarterback coach from Cleveland last year. So we'll see how how that goes. Um, the Texans hired the uh, 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryan's. I which think the, this is like a home run for them. Oh like, yeah, this is uh, yeah, just it's like, what they need. Yeah, one hundred percent. But um, uh, a lot of people were joking because they're like, "Did he really just do the key and peel thing?" It is. Uh, um, press conference because he was there were some former players up there and there was a and current players and there was a uh, uh, white guy offensive lineman and they did the thing where it was like uh, and they were bumping shoulders uh, and then he shook the hand of the white guy and then he was like uh. <laughs> he, yeah, no, no, he yeah. did it on purpose yeah. and that was amazing yeah no the, the home run good job Texans good yeah. job yeah uh, the Panthers have hired uh, Frank Reich hasn't he f- where where did he fail mm. uh, in Indy. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, well, okay, he didn't fail in Philadelphia. He won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I knew, I knew he failed somewhere, and I couldn't remember. Well, I mean, and then if you go a little bit further back, the uh, San Diego Chargers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, so, I don't want to see Frank Reich fail, but I don't know if that's the move the Panthers And wanted. it's like the Panthers are trying to get in that same vein of, like, appeasing their fans, because Frank Reich was, I think, their first quarterback as a franchise. So bringing back the hometown boy, just like D'Amico Ryan's, who put how what ten years for the right, Texans right. or something like so, that. Like. So Frank Reich, this is his coaching. He co- he was the interim coach from 2006 to 2007 for the Colts. He was the OC staff assistant for the Colts. Uh, then the quarterback and receivers coach for the Colts went in 2012. He was the wide receiver coach for Arizona, and then he was the quarterbacks coach in San Diego in 2013. Uh, the O coordinator in San Diego from 2014-2015. Then he was the Eagles offensive coordinator in 2016-2017. Indianapolis head coach from 2018 to 2022. And then now he's with the... I, I, and he's, I just, got, he's got two, two uh, Super Bowl championships. So, like, he can't... Uh, oh. I just feel like he's moved around a lot. His like, head... His head co- he's, he's over 500 coach. He's 40-33-1 uh, and one as a... As a head okay. coach, okay. I so. think he just got. I think he got fucked by the Colts system and Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay just being Jim Irsay. Yeah, Jim Irsay and Jerry Jones. What uh, corporate Fair. needs to find you uh, find a difference between these two pictures? Can you? Uh, I mean, right. I think Irsay is probably better than Jerry Jones so, because Jerry Jones is Emperor Palpatine. So. But what I need to do is find the clip of uh, Jim Irsay for his birthday party in California, uh, doing karaoke of um, Pink Floyd because that exists. Out I would, there. I'd watch that. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't mean to say that I'm. I'm hoping Frank Reich does poorly. I just that's a name that I don't see good attached to, and maybe that's my bias as a as. I mean, we'll see how he does. The Panthers again. I think you were talking about passes. I think he gets a a pass. Every first year head coach gets kind of a uh, pass because they don't have stairs there and Steve Wilkes. Yeah, they don't get their um. They don't system. have their quarterback. They don't have their, you know, they're instituting everything. Nathaniel Hackett had his quarterback and had his system. Are you sure? I don't think that was Nathaniel Hackett who wanted Russell Wilson. I think that was the organization run wanted Russell Wilson. The, and then yeah, they I were think like, that was the after Waltons. they lost, 
I the think Aaron that was Rodgers the... sweepstakes. Right. They go in hard on getting a Russell Wilson. And he's like, sure, I guess. All right, we'll try and figure... But we'll... he didn't get that pass. He got fired. I mean, he deserved... Deservedly so, he got fired 15, 16 games in. But... Right, but they also... The uh, Panthers also don't have a, you know... $264 million quarterback that they just signed to a deal. Well, and a great defense. They cause... got rid of a bunch of players. They've got draft picks. They've got cap space. They're, Fuck what? They're DJ just Walker's building. still on the team. They're fine. Yeah, yeah that's the XFL MVP <laughs> um, because they haven't finished the season. So, so we, will, we will see how that goes. <laughs> uh, the commanders interviewed two different offense co- offensive coordinators, uh, one of them being... Uh, your, your favorite. My favorite to exist, Giro. Uh, please, I love Ron Riviera. I don't want to see <laughs> hit, like, I don't want to see his career end in the commanders horribly because they're throwing screens every other pass behind well, it, the line of scrimmage. Well, listen, it doesn't matter because they ended up hiring the Chiefs offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, who should be a head coach. And I think he was. I, I don't I, know because there are so many, like, red flags associated with him as a... I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just right. saying, you know, he's he's been under Andy Reid, who is probably one of the best coaches in the league right now. He has Patrick Mahomes, who honestly, how much coaching does Mahomes really need from someone that isn't Andy Reid? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, it's not that I think he'll do bad. I just think I understand why he hasn't been giving a head coach so, so position this, yet. Yeah, so this is my thing on it. Um... I think that he is um, – I think the, the the plan, I think it was, for him originally was when Andy Reid hangs it up, he's going to take over. Mm-hmm. And there were a little bit of talks about that. Like, usually Eric Bieniemy is, like, number one in interview lists. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's been doing the interviews, but he's been interviewing for a long time. I don't know if it's something in that he is doing in the interviewing process – I, that I, is, or if he is purposely not, you know, performing well in those interviews because he wants to, he wants to be the head coach at Kansas City, mm-hmm. but, but he doesn't want to Super wait. Bowl, it seemed like Andy Reid has no intentions right. of leaving. Before the Super Bowl, he was like, "Oh, it's a good decision that we're going to have to make after the game. They won it." He said he's coming back, so now he's like, "All right, I've I've waited five years now. I think I need to go somewhere else." Well, and I think that's why he ended up at the Commanders is because. You know, I love Riverboat Ron, but I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. So this right. might be the perfect opportunity for him because he also interviewed for my Ravens. Well, apparently he's also not only uh, offensive coordinator, he's also an assistant head coach at the Commanders. Yeah, so, it so it's like kind of like kinda... a lateral and a, a little bit up. It's not I, a full it head coach. It sounds like they are grooming him to be the next head right, coach. Right, because, you know, Ron Rivera still had he's, – he's beaten his, his health stuff, but that's always still a concern. Yep. Right. So I think I I think we see I think they hired their next head coach without getting rid of their current head coach. Right, right, right. And uh, Luke has uh, he's got, we've got a nice whiteboard up here, and, and he's, he's missed one of the two of them. Oh, he he's missed, missed yeah, two offensive coordinators. Okay, so yeah, so the please, the Ravens ahead, we uh, we hired Monken from Georgia. Um, I'm not as you know a lot of Ravens fans are like yeah home run out of the park like this was the obvious. I Maybe. We'll see. Um, I really feel like that was a, a coaching hire made with Lamar in mind as trying to make him happy. But I'm excited to see this. I want to see how our offense performs 
without the chains of Greg Roman bringing us down. Um, so I'm excited. I, I want to see what he does here. You know, he's been good at Georgia, so I'm just excited. Um, and the Chargers have a new offensive coordinator as well. I, as you have been freed from the ghost of Greg Roman, I have been freed from the chains of Joe Lombardi. And uh, the Chargers have hired ex-Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore to be their new offensive coordinator. And I am really high on this hire because when you go look at the Cowboys, like statistically, over the last four years, they're the number two offense. Only Kansas City has been a better offense than Dallas. There's a reason why I'm the only person who um, will will say that, fuck, I can't remember his name. (laughs) <laughs> who's the quarter? Who's the quarterback for the Cowboys? Dak Prescott. I, I'm the only per- my dad, the Cowboys fan, hates Dak. I'm like, I don't hate Dak. I think the problems with the Cowboys have been everything else other than their offense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Dak did have a tendency to kind of, in the in his, when he returned, he was turnover prone. He had the most oh, turnovers yeah, 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 in the yeah. league. He and Derek Carr both turnover machines. So like, there is stuff that you can put on him. And one of them got released, and the other one has a fat contract. Uh huh. I mean, this is what the the conversation I have with my dad. Who are you? Up, who is available that you're upgrading and from Prescott? Exactly. And is willing to come to Dallas and play for Jerry um, Jones. And on top of the Kellen Moore hire, the Chargers did pick up the former. Uh, just for continuity's sake, I'm thinking the QB's coach from Dallas. They brought him in too. Well, so. that's that's probably for the whole like passing system. And from what I'm understanding, I'm really excited on this because instead of – because the idea, I think, was going into the offseason, we wanted to model ourselves after a McVay-Shanahan uh, offense, run mm. that zone run kind of thing. And then when Kellen Moore came available, uh, he was already running that kind of West Coast offense there with a the little bit of creative play calling. That's what I'm really excited for because unlike Joe Lombardi when I watched the team go out there and I'm like, first down, I know exactly what's happening I don't think I'm going to feel this way with the Cowboys because, like, even if execution was poor, I don't think the play calling was ever uh, just god-awful and unimaginative. I mean, Zeke Center, come on. That's brilliant, genius level of play calling right there. Um, So, yeah, Uh, I'm excited about those uh, coaching changes. We'll see if that uh, helps Justin Herbert elevate his game. And your defense. Um, uh, Okay, so let's talk about everyone's favorite uh, quarterback, Derek Carr. What do you guys think the best or most likely landing spot for Derek Carr will be? I feel like we're going to see Derek Carr in jet screen. I think that is more likely than the Saints. The Saints are in cap hell. Um, yeah. And, and I know they figure it out every season, but I really don't see them finagling, what, $30 million in cap space to sign Derek Carr. Like, like we, I, I know we shit on Derek Carr, you and me, Blair, like when we're talking. He's not a bad quarterback. No, no, I wish I, I would have loved if he'd stayed on the Raiders. I really wish Derek Carr would have stayed on the Raiders. That's that's how much I like Derek Carr. Except last year in the final game of the season, you, in fact, did not like Derek Carr. Two years ago. Um, Thank you very much. Um, I think the NFC South is his landing spot, whether mm. it be the Saints or the Panthers um, yeah, or yeah, yeah. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who do not have a quarterback and a lot of cap space. I think those are more likely 
spots. I think the Jets are going to push hard for the Aaron Rodgers, giving up the house. If that's what he decides he wants to do, we'll find out when uh, Rodgers comes back from his darkness room or his darkness retreat that he's going into, whatever that is. Um, I do respect the man for doing some ayahuasca, though. Right. And then um, I think I think, Sorry, I think just... Jimmy G is going to go to Vegas to go back with Josh okay, McDaniel Luke, and you ready be for Jimmy this, Vegas. This uh, big brain play, this bad well, take. You okay, ready? Let's go. Jimmy G back to New England. That is also something so Yo, that has been brought because up. I don't think Bill Belichick believes in Mac Jones. No, oh, yeah, I don't. I, yeah. When yeah, like that that trust isn't there. I, I, don't, I don't even feel like it's a on the field thing. I think it's the way he, he carries himself in every other way. I mean, they also don't have an offensive coordinator. They got a couple defensive guys that are well, trying I mean, to call offensive plays. They brought in Bob plays. this time. I think no, is it Bob? I think that. It, it, Hold His on. son is the offensive coordinator. Are you sure? Yeah, because it was no, no, Matt no. Patricia and Bella, Joe Judge. So. Right? Yeah, no. the The defensive coordinator on the the Patriots last I looked was uh, Belichick's son. It was another Belichick. No, it is Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is the oh, offensive okay, coordinator okay. for the Patriots this upcoming season. Mm. So they because they had the duo of two <laughs> defensive coordinators trying to call offensive plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah which that just sounded like a train wreck. Uh-huh. Like, at the beginning of the season, everyone called it. And I feel like we can uh, bring that all together in one play when the uh, mm. the Patriots lost to the Raiders on that. Steve uh, Belichick is the Steve linebacker's coach. Belichick. Oh, linebacker's coach. Yeah. Oh, you best with, watch out with for him. Gerard, Doesn't he have a mullet? Him, yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. Him and Gerard Mayo are the linebacker's coach. I guess I would, get, I would take Gerard Mayo's advice over Steve Belichick. Yeah. Uh, no offense, Steve, but uh, you feel like a Nepo baby. Hey, hey, it's all right. Brian Belichick is the safety's head coach. Yeah, but that's just football coaching. Like as it I is, was, it I was is talking nepotism. to Luke the other day. We were breaking down like the active coaches in football, and you can break it down to three head coaches. All of them are from these three head coaches. So I, you know, I think I think the safe thing to say is Jimmy G's going to go back to one of the one of the Belichick Belichick. Tree yeah. coaches yeah. like he's either gonna go to, I could even see him going to Tennessee. Tennessee. Well, I mean they still they still have Ryan Tannehill on contract, and I don't know what they. I mean, where where yeah, does I Tannehill guess. fall on the golf line now? Below or above? Below it. I he's think below he, the golf after line. After that seven game skid they had last season, I think was just. I think I agree. Like, like he's such a shitty bus driver, he can't drive Derrick Henry to the playoffs. How do you, like what the fuck? You how, know, you you know with that defense they have too. You know, and you you asked me like two years ago, and I would have said, "Oh, he's above the golf line," but not anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. but he was only ever barely above it at his peak. That's right. And, that's I, and, right. and at the time, it was the Dalton line. At yeah, the time, the, it was yeah. the Dalton line. It was the Dalton line. Now I loved I love seeing Andy Dalton Cowboys jersey. That was hilarious. <laughs> I I think his most memorable highlight right now is still when he threw the pick to the Cardinals player, and he's sadly looking dejected, walk away as, as they, they run by him uh-huh, yep. and score yep. and celebrate. Yeah, ah, good times. Good time. That's a good angle. That's like sport oh, right, shot right, of the right, year. Right. The, the, oh, and then the guy jumping into the end zone. <laughs> sport shot of the year. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think, I think Derek Carr will land because there's no, um, the, like, I think, yeah, he's going to go. I think he also wants to go to the NFC. 
And I think that's why I think Aaron Rodgers, the only way the Packers are trading him is to the AFC. They're not going to trade him to anyone in the NFC. Unless they give them like four first round picks. Which I think like, the Jets, the Jets out of every team out there would be the one that was like, here is a dump truck full of draft picks and a bunch and of money. And Joe Flacco. Like, if I'm, if I'm being perfectly <laughs> honest, if I'm Packers brass right now. Aaron Rodgers is the biggest fucking liability to the stability yeah, just, of my organization. Get him well, out of there at this well, point. Well, look, Aaron Aaron Rodgers like is a Hall with, of Fame quarterback, and he yes, sure was a back to back MVP. But he's not Tom Brady. He's not playing until he's three thousand and six. Like he's his, only got like three or four more years. I probably. think he has two. I think he has two. I think we are seeing the Favre era of uh, right. Rodgers. So what better place to go than the Jets? Just like Favre. <laughs> hey, hey, they took Joe Flacco too, so that right, makes sense. Right. I think the Jets is the most makes the most sense for Aaron Rodgers, but as we were talking a little bit earlier, I think Derek Carr is probably going to the Jets because I, I, I think they have a good defense, and they just need they need a fucking bus driver quarterback who's not gonna you know try and fuck your mom and then throw a deep pass right to the other team. That sounds like Derek Carr minus the fuck your mom part though. <laughs> Derek Carr's. We just talked about. It. He's a turnover machine. You but want, is he, but but you take Derek Carr over Zach Wilson though. Yes, every single day. But of the week, I right? want Milf Hunter but, though, on my bench. But that's going to be Plan B. Plan A is dump truck of draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. If if A if he decides that he's going to play, he might retire. There's B the, if but the Packers go, accept go? it. The Jets are not, a, not a competing team, even with Aaron Rodgers. Well, I don't the Jets? No, the Jets are right in there. You've got reigning rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner on defense. You've got they missed the playoffs by a game. I don't, you've got returning running back. Uh, what's his name? It's uh, a hard division. Brees Hall, I think. I, I you've got, they were playing really good. Yeah, they were. They were. And, they were yeah, up until the end, and then they yeah. So, but I don't. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is, is going to like what you're going to have to ship out for him. I don't think I don't think the Jets are in the got... position that the Rams were two years ago. Okay, that's fair. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, is like but... I would take Aaron Rodgers as the Jets if you believed that this one just fuck everything is going to get you a Super Bowl, and I don't think that's going to happen. I I think it might. I think it might. I it just depends. Because come on, man. Then we get two Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers duels a year. That would be for fun. two years. For two, yeah. And Tua. In the Dolphins, uh, don't even I, get I, me started on that poor man. Listen, I'm I, I believe in Tua still. Yeah, until until Baltimore completely fucks it up with Lamar Jackson, <laughs> and then he goes and plays for the Dolphins. That's no, my no, that's my take. That's I, my take. If if that is if exactly everything what would happen. if yes. everything falls apart in Baltimore, right, and they cannot keep him, I, he is going to be playing for Miami. I, Could I, you imagine that team with Tyreek Hill? And Jalen Watt. Stop. Giving him Stop. actual receivers. Stop. Please, <laughs> please don't hurt me anymore. Um. <laughs> Show me where the Ravens touched you. <laughs> Show me um. where. Uh, no, it's not Ozzie Newsome. Uh. Uh, uh, EDC. Yeah. Show me where EDC didn't pay you the money, Lamar. Well, no. Oh, oh that was the other thing I wanted to bring up with you with the. Uh, the GM, I, I can't remember if we talked about it last week, but the GM of Baltimore saying that Eric DaCosta saying that it's hard to get uh, a big ticket receiver when you have uh, uh, a big name quarterback. He said this in a press conference. So, so here and Josh Allen says what in Stephon? No, Dix? no, 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 and no, no. Jalen no. Hurts says what in here, AJ Brown? Well, here, <laughs> what here's do you the, mean? Here, here, well, here's the difference that I, I, I believe. 
it's not just that we have to pay Lamar Jackson. We do have to pay Lamar. But the thing is, you're not paying him yet. That's the thing. You couldn't get a receiver. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. So the context isn't just getting a getting a big ticket receiver Uh with Lamar Jackson. It's also we were running Greg Roman. You, right. you you know right, yes, like yes. I don't think any receivers want to play for Greg Roman. Right. We're it's it's a culmination of of we're going to have to pay Lamar. We are paying Roquan. We are paying Mark Andrews. We are paying, you know, what I mean, we have all these other guys we're right, paying. Right. Currently three and a half years ago we have drafted they three first round receivers. Drafted. Not put the money down to go out and actually buy a free agent. So that's the thing for me. You've had all this time when Lamar was on his rookie contract and you weren't paying him yet. You could have front-loaded a A.J. We tried. Brown, an A.J. We tried. Brown wide receiver. We tried, Luke. I promise you, we have tried to do that. And it just hasn't panned out. Receivers do not want to come and, like... Why go get the payday there when you can go get the fucking receptions and the carry, you know, all that at another team who's also paying you that? See, I feel that I feel like him coming out and saying that, though, is trying to say, well, the reason we can't get a receiver is because of Lamar. Look at how much we're suffering because we're catering to Lamar. And it's and I also the way I see it is and it's just like any corporation in America. When you have someone overperforming in their job doing so much with so little, you don't go, "Oh, let's give him help." You go, "Well, look what we can do without anything. Why do we need to do anything else?" The the thing the thing I'll say is we have tried every single time. We have brought in these these big ticket name receivers to try to come in and they just don't sign with us because of you know the context of the team and then we've drafted three in the past four years we have drafted three first round receivers we've gotten hollywood brown we've gotten bateman we've gotten very i don't remember names anymore but we have tried to put receivers on this team and it just hasn't panned out bateman who was never hurt in college has been hurt the past two seasons hollywood brown wanted out and he was never a number one guy to begin with Mm. like so I guess my thing is I need to go back and look, but any time, like when AJ Brown, like uh, in the in the the trade market, mm-hmm. anything like that, I never hear Baltimore's name involved. Like AJ Brown would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that would also have been revolved amazing. around the the draft pick that. Uh, was exchanged. Oh, like, oh I don't yeah, think yeah, the, yeah. I don't think the the Ravens had quite listen, the same compensation that they could get from the Titans. Right, right. But I listen. If they or, sorry, wanted, sorry, if they wanted the receiver that badly, if they really wanted it, there's nothing like a receiver. Say, you know, the situation's different. If Baltimore's offering him three times as much as someone else, he's going to be on Baltimore. Hey, Luke, that's did just, you that's watch Patrick never... McCarry play center for the Ravens? Did you watch his snaps? Mm-mm. Sailing over Lamar's head. Okay. So they they uh, desperately needed right. Lyndon no, again, they no. needed him. I agree, but I'm just I, saying I'm, that they. I feel like they because it's the, not from a the, lack of trying, Luke. It is. I promise you, it is not from a lack of trying. I I, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll, they did. So maybe they didn't sell the entire farm for mm-hmm. a receiver. Is, mm-hmm. is that what you're trying to argue? Well, I'm just saying that I, well, I feel think, that... What, are you trying to say that they should have thrown their chips down like the Dolphins did to get Tyreek Hill? Right. Look at what that did for the Dolphins. But but so much of our team revolves around not... Like, we didn't have... The Dolphins already had a passing game. We didn't. 
Well, like, they had Jalen Waddle, which who was a rookie. That was like one year they had a receiver, and then they got Tyree Kill. This is only Jalen Waddle's second right, year. Right, right, right. I I'm just saying it's not from a lack of trying. That that's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll look into it more, but it's just every time there is like a big name wide receiver out there, I don't even hear Baltimore's name in the conversation. I do. I do. But then again, like it could just be because I'm not on the Ravens yes. fan pages because on, and like on their subreddits and stuff like that, because I go on the damn Yankees subreddit and everything is like, oh, we're getting Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, Manny Machado's coming here next year. That's oh, my so you favorite gotta, part about you've sports got to, fan bases. Right. So looking at just that, I'm like, well, yeah, they're going to say. you hear LeBron going no, to no, Orlando? We've had, right, right. We've had visits with most of these big name quarterback or quarterbacks, receivers, and they just don't end up here. The The thing is, is I, I don't think they wanted to come into a Greg Roman system with a run first team with Lamar Jackson throwing them the ball. Not that Lamar Jackson's not a good quarterback, but that his first inclination is going to be to run. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not anymore, but, you know, that's the perception. And so I don't think it's a lack from trying. I think receivers don't want to be here, so we would have had to give up way more than they would have ever been worth to come mm-hmm. here because we are giving, like, good pay to these uh, veterans that we're trying to bring on, and they're not working, obviously, because, you know, all 40-year-old fucking um, receivers aren't going to do it. They're not right. 40, but 30-something. 30 36-year-old Deshaun Jackson. Exactly. The second oldest receiver in the league. Right, the right, right. Like, I don't think it's from a lack of trying. And I, I honestly feel like that's Eric DaCosta's words being misconstrued. I don't know exactly what he said. I don't. I didn't see this. Yeah, I no, that, that that was the quote. The like quote, word for word, word was, for word, he said. He said it's hard to attract a uh, a top wide receiver when you have a big ticket item as quarterback. He didn't say Lamar Jackson, and I was like, what do you what do you mean? Um, well, that's mean because Josh you're paying, Allen. He, well, that's the thing. They're not. They paid. They paid Stephon Diggs before they paid Josh Allen. So that, thing that with, space for right. his contract was built. And, and according into, to the rumor mill, according right. To, that's exactly my point because they could have done it before they had to pay Lamar. We tried, Luke. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, is we truly did try. What's the point of going when you draft a receiver in the first round? What's the point of then immediately going out into free agency and also getting another receiver? That's that's and when Bateman has played, he's looked like a good receiver. Okay, when he's played, right. I'm just saying that I believe that the time because now you you're right. The now you cannot if you're going to pay Lamar, you cannot afford money wise to get a big name receiver. You need they needed to do whether it's getting rid of Greg Roman a long time ago. The organization itself needed to do something when Lamar was on the first few years when mm-hmm. he's run he's an MV fucking P. Right, and he's still making the rookie, still Mm -hmm. making the rookie minimum. Go get him the weapons. Then do not wait until you're in an arbitration period fighting over a. I don't think they waited though. That's the thing. Is 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 I agree with you. They needed Mm -hmm. to get a. They need to get a receiver. They needed to get a receiver. They've been needing to get a receiver. But no one fucking signed with us. Like what are we? What are we right. supposed again, to? We've had again. If that if that comes down to exactly like you said, that no one wants to come there because they're just going to run the ball and it's going to be a Greg Roman offense. Once you get a few feedback from big name receivers and they're telling you that's exactly why they don't want to play for your team, mm-hmm. and you can still see how it's happening on the field mm-hmm. and nothing is changing, 
get rid of the offensive coordinator, change it to something that's a little more that will attract these people. I'm not just saying you're you're screaming, you're, you're preaching right, to the choir. Right. And I'm you not, are preaching to the choir. Exactly. I, that's why I'm like I don't know why we disagree on this. We're we're <laughs> not. I'm just saying it's they just, have tried it's it's you're making it sound like it was from a lack of trying and it was not from a lack of if trying. If they were really trying, they would have got rid of Greg Roman. <sighs> So not, he, not a money well, trying. Here, here, so, Greg Roman did lead Lamar to a 2019 unanimous MVP. Like, was when, that him or was that just Lamar? But I, think it it both. It I think it was it, both. But it doesn't matter, though. When uh-huh. you're attached to that quarterback who won that through your offense, you gain this, like, imaginary, right. like, well, buffer and here, and here's of, like, the how thing much you the, can keep the, fucking the f- up. The front office has been, like, do you take the bad you know, which is Greg Roman, or do you, do you gamble on a new guy? I said gamble on a new guy like three years ago. Right. That that is my opinion. Right. But I understand the. Well, we've been doing it's, pretty good with Greg the, Roman. It's the he's making lemonade with the lemons that we're giving him. Why do we need to add to it again? This is why I'm saying it's it's the organization, like not again, not not wanting to pay the receivers. And this but is, again, I think it is. I feel like they wasted the rookie contract oh, of absolutely. Lamar. And now it's going to be a mess, and I think he's going to... If I just don't see an amicable way of it winding up. I think it still could. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's, still, it's 100% going to go this other way. But I think, I think that it's at that point now, especially with the sitting out during the playoffs and like still unsure about what's going on, what was going on with the injury, whether he was okay, you know... It just, I, I don't think the that player was a had to, I think he was legitimately hurt. No, and I do too. But I think it was because you had the organization saying, oh, he'll be good to go. And the player felt like he had to come out and say, no, I'm still injured, guys. So so Team. the thing is, is Harbaugh is one of the worst coaches talking about injuries. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah he, they all do that. Well, no, no. He is especially bad. He is especially bad mm. about, about this. About just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We yep. hope to see him. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. Yeah. Harbaugh is explicitly bad mm. about that. Oh, yeah. And I think that you have to be as a coach just for it to make sense like that, right? To, to, well, yeah, but you know, Staley, he, Staley was giving better answers than Harbaugh was. Because Staley was just saying, oh, I'll tell you when I know. Harbaugh right, was legitimately right. saying, I hope to see him. And it's like, don't right, say that. Right. But I just feel like, again, as as an organization, not, and maybe not just Harbaugh, because Harbaugh is this told, is This is a historic problem right, with the Ravens. We, right. We've had four good receivers, like four great receivers. Right. Right. I, again, that's why I think it's it's an organizational thing. I don't think it's a Harbaugh thing. I don't think it's a, a Lamar thing. It's not I even think, an Eric DaCosta thing. No, I think it's just like the, the I don't know if it goes all the way up to the ownership. I don't know if it like I don't know. I don't know because I'm not deep in in Ravens like that. But just from the outside perspective, looking in, it just to me, it feels like they are not doing the they they've wasted their chance they weren't doing enough to help this kid who is an amazing talent mm-hmm. amazing talent almost generational right he is almost i would i would say he is this generation's best running quarterback yeah yeah um and like the nfl wants to see afc championship games between patrick mahomes and lamar jackson and josh they want that because that generates revenue that's what they want and I feel like, I, I don't know, like what, and also the thought, the thought of Lamar playing in Miami is please very stop. exciting. Please stop. 
Tell please. me I'm wrong though. No, if you're, you're not... <laughs> wrong. You are absolutely wrong. I do <laughs> not. If you're not you a Baltimore what? fan, you're rooting for him to go to Miami as well. No, with weapons. No, I want to see him do it for Baltimore. You again, know how much that city fucking again, loves him. If you're not a Baltimore fan though, if you're looking from the out, so say say he was a Seattle Seahawk, and you had uh, I don't know San Francisco with all their weapons, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they're a quarterback away. Mm-hmm. Would you not say, oh, man, it'd be fun if you went there? Cause imagine, no, because imagine I, how fun I would want to see be. what Pete Carroll would do with <laughs> Lamar Jackson, to be completely honest with you. Okay, not Seattle. Uh, Houston, the Texans, right? With nothing. And yeah. he's just suffering in Houston. And then, the, then you're like, okay, but if he went I don't to think a place that, I don't with think weapons. That, I don't think that metaphor works because it's not as though the Ravens have nothing. We right, have been right. contending uh-huh. every year with Lamar, mainly because of Lamar. And he has... He has probably, now this might be my Ravens mm. bias, top three uh, tight end in the sport right yeah. now. Mark Andrews is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I'd like, say top three up there with Kelsey and Kittle. I, I, depending on the week, yep. I, would, I would say he switches yep. places with them. Yep. Uh, it's, it's n- but then again, think about how much better Jamar he Chase. would. Think about how much better he would be if he didn't get all the attention every time Lamar drops back. Well, that, that's the thing is we almost had that with Hollywood Brown and Mark Andrews both on the team mm-hmm. because Mark Andrews could be that number one guy and Hollywood Brown can be running go routes, fucking post, you know, all of the, all of the things that a really tiny fast guy wants to run. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, I, I just, m- what I'm saying is it's not from a lack of trying. Maybe, maybe we didn't sell the entire farm like you're, you're suggesting. And that's, that's valid. Like mm-hmm. what would have happened if we sold the farm for Tyree kill? Right. Right. Who knows what would have happened? Mm-hmm. But what would have happened if we sold the farm for a Tyree kill and he gets hurt like Bateman did? I mean, that, that's, that's, I mean... I, that's, that's what I'm saying is I understand the Ravens not... And historically, we've not been a franchise who sells out like that for a receiver. Now, Roquan Smith, we will. And I love that. Love right. that acquisition, by right. the way. Um, I am a little sad because I don't think we're going to keep Patrick Queen, who's been amazing once we got Roquan. Mm-hmm. You know, he was able to play his natural position. I, it's hard because the Ravens have never been that high-flying, you know, throwing offense. Right, right. Um, even, even the Joe Flacco years, mm-hmm. he had, oh my God, what is his name? I'm, I'm a horrible Ravens fan because I can't even remember. Torrey Smith? There you go. Like, Anquan Bolden? And, yeah, Bolden's our best Who receiver. Who's the tight end? Wasn't he a BYU mm. kid? It was a BYU yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, what was yep, yep, his yep, name? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I know who you're talking about. Um, but, yeah. Okay. But I, I just want to say, I do agree with you. I think we have wasted Lamar's uh, mm. contract. Mm. All right. So, moving on uh, real quick. We have uh, the baseball. Oh, we're the not base- going to talk about the Super Bowl? Well, we will get there. Okay, we'll get there. Um, so, baseball, uh, just real quick. We have, uh, so, arbitration. Um, with Teoscar. He lost. Yes, and I wrote up there because they had 19 arbitrations this year, which is the most since 2018 where there was 22 arbitrations. Dang. And we are, uh, so right now the teams won 13 of the cases and the players won six. Well, I, I will say, like, the, the one that I've been following was the, obviously the Tay Oscar with the, the Mariners. Right. That was a million dollars off from each other. So, and then, so this was, uh, the, one of the ones that won was Hunter Renfro and the Angels. So this, this is what gets me about the arbitration, right? So Teoscar Hernandez just got to the Mariners. Yeah. You want your first 
interaction with a brand new player is money arbitration for a guy that has not played one game with you. I think he would have had that same issue with the Blue Jays, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't think this is a, the Mariners dropping but, the ball. No, 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 no. It's because the Angels did the same thing. The Angels just traded for Hunter Renfro, and then they immediately went into arbitration. His was only like $650,000 difference, and they were like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you couldn't yeah. yeah. Have caught, you couldn't have done this before arbitration and just somewhere in the middle, especially when it's only $650,000. Okay, how about we do three twenty-five? Cool, done, deal, boom. We don't have to deal with any of yeah, that stuff. Blue Jays were able to avoid <laughs> arbitration with Bo Bichette. We uh, exactly. locked him down for three years. Exactly. I, and I, now the short stop Arbitration is, is just weird in baseball. I, I don't I hate feel it. like I really this, hate it. it. At least it, in the Teoscar situation, because I've been following it, I feel like that was all just business stuff. That had nothing to do right, with each other's right, feelings right. about each other. And yeah, that's what it is at the end of the day. Um, right, because... You know, if I'm if if I'm in arbitration as a player, I want as much fucking money as I can get. So so there there's there's two things that are, are to me personally that'd be weird for arbitration. So one is brand new player who's never done anything. It's like how do I know how much you're worth? You haven't done anything, right? He, he was great so that's the there's that one. Um, but then you have Corbin Burns, who is the ace starting pitcher for the Brewers. And he's been there. He's their leader. He's their captain. That is the other player you want to avoid arbitration with right, right. at all times. Because now he's like, he came out and he said, yeah, I don't like the, the relationship is definitely soured. That I would, and it I was would like, agree with. You don't take, you don't, you don't do that with your captain. You don't tell your captain he's not worth that amount of money. Especially when he's been producing like Corbin Burns been producing. Like he is great. And what, I was why like, are you trying you just... to light me up about the Ravens again? <laughs> Wait, what? The the captain of the team not not oh, getting yeah. yeah. Why yeah, are you trying to light yeah. me up again? Because Luke? there's because there's no arbitration in the uh, NFL. Um, but yeah, that other than other than I would even say you don't do that with your your team captain, the heart. And they've said he's the heart, the soul of the team. He's everything, right? And then you're like, yeah, but you're not worth that much money. What was and what was then... the difference in that case? I can't remember. I can't remember. I was think it, it's was like it a, I think it's like sixteen to fourteen million or something like that. Okay, that's remember. a huge. It's difference. like two million dollars. Like, but then again, it's like pay the guy because guess what's going to happen next year? The He's Yankees will leave pay now. the guy. The Mets will and pay I get, the, the Dodgers. Dodgers, because <laughs> that's what they do now. Um, so yeah. Oh, that is one other thing. Uh, I want to throw this out there real quick before I talk about that. Uh, Manny Machado said he planned to opt out at, of his contract at the end of the 2023 season. Makes sense. Padre fans are like, he's leaving San Diego. It's like, no, he's getting more money. It's a business decision. Guess who's going to have all season to talk to him about doing that? It's going to be the Padres. So that's not saying he's not going anywhere, but he signed his deal five years ago. And the prices of... The I mean, teams just, are the prices of the of the players. He's seeing what Fernando got. He's seeing what Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto got, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Well, yeah. I need that. I'm the captain of the team. I need more. I I am going to say right now that the he will still be on the Padres after the uh, 2023 season. I think it's going to be the same amount of time he still had left on his original contract, but oh, the money, money is going to be higher. You're looking at a hundred million for five years or something. I don't, like I don't understand the uh, like contracts in baseball because it's like when I see a 32 year old, the last thing I want to do is give them a 10 year contract. Like, well, yeah. So what and, the fuck and that's is the up thing. They'll baseball. give them a 10 year contract, but there's like an opt out after three years. There's an opt out. It's not like like most like in basketball and football. It's usually the last year of the contract is an opt out year. 
So it's like, oh, we can keep you for this year, or we can either opt out. And then, like, uh, the Padres signed Michael Waka. Uh, they signed him to a one-year deal. And at the end, uh, the t- there's an option. Uh, there's either a player uh, one-year option or a team two-year option um, at the end of his contract. Um, but... Uh, so in in baseball there is uh, what's the is no the, the revenue sharing program right where um, in in football there's also the revenue sharing program but everybody gets the same amount right in baseball not everybody pays uh, not everyone pays into that and not everyone gets money out of the revenue sharing program so they said this year the Padres this is the first year that they're actually paying into the revenue okay. than, than getting money from. So the problem is, is they've already said, even if the Padres win the World Series and stuff like that, they are losing money this year. Not just because it's because all that revenue sharing comes from the TV networks. The lo- so doesn't matter how much you're paying it. The market size of San Diego is still the same. It's not getting any bigger. Right. So it's just weird that they're now having to pay in because they're having more success. It'd be like the Rays, right? The Rays have like the lowest, um, one of the lowest uh, uh, caps in baseball. Right. And let's say that they, you know, they win five World Series in a row and then they say, okay, well, you're having success. Now you have to pay into the revenue sharing. And they're like, but our market size hasn't changed it's exactly the same market size whereas new york you know it doesn't matter they they can suck but they have a huge market size um so it's just it's just weird that i mean they now and it's also it's they the, the them coming out and saying there's no way fiscally that the padres can make money this year i mean like even given like a, a like cin- not Cinderella but like a fairy tale like they gather every single bandwagon fan in California every single that, series goes they, to maximum right, length right to get the most because amount of that seats sold. is that national broadcast that doesn't that the national broadcast goes to the MLB it does not go to the team the team only makes money on the local broadcast. So that's even good, even yeah. within Southern California, that yeah. is national. No, well, that's what, nationally televised games don't go towards the local market. So the 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 local market is say say you have fifty bucks, right? Right, right, in right. The, in your so, local market, but then you're making a hundred bucks. No, in, no, my in my New York. My my question is 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 so the other than San Diego itself, the entirety of California is not local. No, no, no other no. part of it is no. local because Los Angeles. It's it's all the it's the areas. It's not necessarily the state. Right, right, right. Too many people live in California to like. No, what what I'm saying is, is like you're talking about market share location. Yeah, so so basically the Padres, you could be you could be just barely on the edge of being in like Dodgers area, and that's not going to count as a locally broadcast. That's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works. That's how TV. That's how TV has affected sports. <laughs> it's it's big time, and that's what we were talking about. Uh, there's there's been a few uh, uh, like mostly people will move teams to bigger market. Right. Like right. The, they'll move it to bigger market. One of the only exceptions to that was Seattle to Oklahoma City, but that was because you could build a much bigger, a much nicer stadium for a lot cheaper in Oklahoma City than you could in. Uh, <laughs> 
Seattle. You could in Seattle, which uh, Kevin Durant was. They were asking him. They're asking him about uh, expansion during the All Star weekend. He said Seattle, and like, what'd you name the team? He goes Sonics. <laughs> yeah, well, I I make a lot of friends whenever I wear my Mariners hat around. Like, mm-hmm. pe- for some reason, people like want to talk to me, and they're like, "Oh man, you're a Seattle fan." Uh, I was talking to this guy, and he just. I'm like, oh, can't wait to see the Sonics. Like, you know, when they expand, it's going to be there. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, it won't. I'm like, no, the demand oh, yeah. is there, dog. It's like, 100. They, the Adam Silver has come out and said if there is expansion, the very first place is going to be Seattle, and then they'll have to figure it out after that. Like, that's the number one. Check it off your list. It's going to happen. I think Vegas, Seattle. Yeah, as I said, Vegas, Seattle, and then move Memphis and New Orleans to the east, and then you've got it. Yep, yep, Boom, yep, yep. done, done. Um, okay, Super Bowl recap. Um, we had the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, by now, you guys have probably already already seen or heard the Kansas City Chiefs came out in the second half and they scored on every possession that they had and they won the game, which was not surprising if you've ever watched a Chiefs game before. I had a Eagles friend go, oh, how'd you know that would happen? I was like, let's rewind the clock to 2019 when the 49ers had a 14-point lead going into the half. Well, you know, as... <laughs> as- as someone who has been slayed by uh, Mahomes many times, including Blair, that you don't count Mahomes out until no. the clock says zero. Right. You just don't. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, what do you have to say, Blair? Blair, where did Mahomes touch you? <sighs> yeah, where did... Where... In my heart. In my heart, mostly. Um, fucking Patrick Mahomes, dude. That bastard... Are you ready for the next... Uh, how many months until football season? Seven. Are you ready for the next seven months of um, Patrick Mahomes jerk-off? I mean, it was already, like... It was inevitable. Listen, you're acting like they stopped jerking him off at any point in the season. No, because... because No, wait, hold on, hold on. They doubted us. They were said nobody. Well, to be to be fair, and I called it while we were watching the game. The entire broadcast, you know, was like, "Oh, the Eagles are taking this," well, and, and, and that's like, when you fucked like, up. Here's where here's where I'm like, eh, because I watched the, the 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 Kelsey Brothers podcast, yep. and he was specifically referring to the preseason shitting on the Chiefs, saying they weren't gonna fucker. You what were third you? best odds to win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, okay. No one was doubting the Chiefs. Yep. I have literally never doubted the Kansas City. Chiefs, fuck off with that. Yeah, he was, yeah, that he was yeah. also very drunk. So well, I'll give no, him a no, little this bit was of literally a... seconds after winning the Super Bowl. No, he's I... hung over Patrick Mahomes' shoulders, screaming about how all the doubters. Yeah, were Yeah, no, I was, us. I was more the uh, they, they said the Chiefs were rebuilding <laughs> during his victory parade. <laughs> <laughs> no, Travis, I never thought you were. Nobody rebuilding. did. Nobody did. I get, I, I, and I understand it completely because it's just that athlete mentality. You have yeah. to internalize yeah. something yeah. for fuel. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when you're at the top of the mountain kicking down, like, bruh, come on. Michael Jordan has entered the chat. <laughs> and then I took that personally. Uh, but to talk about the actual game, uh, there, there's a hot take I have that I've, I shared with both of you. And I think you both kind of agree with me. So that final drive, that holding call. I think it was a little weak of a call. Like they were, they were kind of letting that slide earlier. Uh, but I don't think that call cost the Eagles the game. No, the Eagles had plenty of opportunities to come out and win this game. And like, and they're, I, they're and acting Jaylen like they would have won if that call didn't happen. Home slice. Your best scenario was going to overtime. Yeah, like, and and you you can you got to take away from that penalty because like. As well as Jalen Hurts played that game, that fumble cost them the game. It did. It that did. That fumble return for a touchdown cost them the game. Right. So, 
You know, but if he doesn't do that, he arguably has one of the best performances from a quarterback oh, yeah. in the Super yeah, Bowl. He, was, he had he like three hundred yards, three but touchdowns, that, seventy yeah. yards. Well, two, the, you know, was playing awesome. That defense just had no answer for Kansas City. Like and Andy Reid went and fucking snacked on his magical corn dog in halftime and was like, "All right, this is what we're gonna do." Like he does. Every goddamn time they're down and, at half. And there was the, the field issue of where this field... I mean, you look at these edge rushers yeah. trying to explode off the edge and they're falling on their fucking faces. But it was the same field for everybody. Yeah, it's but the same it's, field for hold everyone. On, hold on, it is, it is the same concept as snow. It is easier for the offensive players because they know what they're going to do. They know when they're going to break on their route. The defensive player doesn't know then that. So, so the Eagles have that same... Yeah, then why did Philadelphia that score every single time they had the ball in the second half? I mean, they basically did have the same problem, like on that A.J. Brown touchdown. Down, the receiver couldn't like, or right. the corner couldn't correct to try and get into position because right. the field's kind of bad. And I mean, like, it does matter. Yeah, but they, they, then again, Philly had the ball in the second half too, and they and didn't they score. Scored, they they scored a bunch, but they didn't score on every single. Day, and that was the Phil- difference. Yeah, Philly had, had Philly scored every time they had the ball. The the gap would have stayed the same. Phil- Philly <laughs> had multiple opportunities to score, and they just didn't do it. And and is that is listen? That, this is also the year of Philly teams coming in second. The MLS. That's so beautiful. The MLS Cup, the World Series. But hold on, I just want to take a moment to say how much I actually enjoyed the Super Bowl. Oh, it was was the game itself was amazing. It's the kind of Super Bowl you want to see. It's what the NFL has been waiting for all year for a primetime game. Did your prediction come true? Mm -hmm. How many rushing yards the Eagles have? I don't think let they had look. more. I don't think they had more than two hundred. I know Jalen had like seventy. They may have had like a hundred something. Yeah. But I don't think they ran the ball very efficient okay. or effectively. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the uh, again the call at the end of the game, um, the the holding the holding call on on third and eight. Um, I all this also goes back to something I think. Defensive holding should be a five yard penalty. I do not think it should be an automatic first down. That is the but, replay but the, down five yard penalty. But like sometimes they hold because they're gonna get burned for the that would have been the first down. Like there is that that scenario where it's like maybe the may, whole like right. he knew that Juju was gonna beat him. That's why he held it. Right. Well, maybe maybe like, maybe you can. You do shouldn't the, be able to reward the defensive player for fucking right. up and then committing a penalty and then they get off for it. Right. Like, well, maybe they get the lesser of the punishment. Okay. Make it make it. it how it used to be with um, pass interference, whether it was. Uh, a, te- a five yard or a fifteen yard, depending on the situation, exactly like that. Like if it was a, a pass interference that, you know, that was a, a big thing. It was either a ten yard penalty or a or a bigger penalty. Maybe split. Maybe split that up. There's no good answer for it, but I, I've never liked the five yard automatic first down. One hundred and fifteen yards. Yeah, I mean, um, so. When I watched that play, like when I saw it, I was like, that was a holding. That play happens 25 times a game, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. They probably throw it on 10, right? This, this just got the magnifying glass because of the situation it was in. And then especially when 20 you, minutes earlier, right. no one would be no. talking about it. But you see it from the, especially that back line from the ref's perspective where you see the jersey leaving his body, even if it's just like that, that's holding. When you see it from the front, the way that the broadcast was showing it, you're like, what the f- there's nothing there. But then when you see it from the backside, you see the jersey, you see the hip it, tug. His back plate even moves a little bit so on the tug. That, so. It's holding. He well, even came out and said it's holding. <laughs> like the guy who did it, he's like, that's holding. I was just hoping that I'd 
they'd let it go. You, you know, and the thing is, is even if that wasn't holding, bad calls happen in every sport and every game. Mm-hmm. And it's, you, people are human. The, the refs are human. I, I will give refs shit. Every sport. However, mm-hmm. they're much better at seeing the shit than I am. Right. Like. There was a, there was a, a, a saying that I heard that it was uh, blaming the refs is the, like, the first sign of, uh, of something in, uh, in, like, the downfall of your team or in fandom or something like that. Like, when, of course, it's easy to blame the refs than rather than blame yourself or blame your buddies on the team, right? It's right, always right, easier right, right, to right. blame the faceless people. But, um, but even Nick Sirianni came out and said, he's like, yeah, that didn't lose us the game. Like, we, we, lo- we had plenty of other opportunities to seal that game up, and we, and we just didn't do it. So Whether it was on said, offense or defense? Yeah, like, the coach said I mean, the right thing. The players like, said the right thing. So it's... And how do, you, how do you manage to fuck it up as bad as the Eagles did, coming in as the number one sack team over X amount of weeks, 78 sacks up to that point? Zero sacks, mm-hmm. and they Zero. even Patrick and they, Mahomes, and they even hurt Mahomes. <laughs> he was hobbled in the second half, and they scored every. T- I don't, I don't know. Um, it, it was a good game. Uh, I'm excited for next year. Kind of see what the layout looks out. And again, once once we get, we'll probably have a draft. Was it next month? Isn't so, it? The end so of there, April? there, there's another, there's uh, another yeah. like narrative I want to talk about about this game, and it's the QB sneak play. Oh right, the tush right. push, the yeah, tush push. Yeah. So I think I'm the one person who doesn't hate this play and the reason why i feel that way is if you're letting if you on the defense are letting the offense get within one yard of the first down or one or two yards within the first down or within the touchdown you have fucked up somewhere yeah it's not i and i i think that is that would be punishing a quarterback and an o-line that are built to do this. Not every team right. is going to get the same advantage yeah. that Jalen Hurts yeah. and the Eagles. Jalen Hurts can uh, squat six hundred pounds, right? So like, he's... and you know what's funny? It, it's so funny that it became an issue when Jalen Hurts did it. Like what? I mean, they did it a lot in the Super Bowl. Right, right, they right. did it a lot. But Tom Brady's been doing that for twenty years, and not a word. And well, now because they're go, because the way Tom did it was like he would go up and over, or like weasel his way through. Like sometimes he's, he's just a used, six, you're six five. Yeah, fucking, like what are you gonna he's do? He's using a big body to get the first down. But I just I was like, it's funny that after Tom Brady retires, now they're like, we need to look into this quarterback sneak play, uh, and it's like, oh, because because your because your prince boy is no longer doing it. There are counterplays for other short yardage plays, right? Right. There isn't really a counterplay for the QB sneak. Be stronger. Be bigger. (laughs) But like, make them fumble and take it back to the touchdown. Ask me how I know. That's that's on Tyler for not going down. He went up instead of going down. Right, but what I'm saying is, is there is counterplay, and I think the biggest counterplay is not letting them get there in the first place. Because if you just pull that play out on a first down, you're getting a yard a two or two. Like, that's that's my point, is that the counter to that is either be bigger, like have the genetic advantage, or just not let them get within one yard of a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, okay, just uh, quickly to wrap up, uh, we did have the kickoff of the XFL season on Saturday. Um, we Next saw... week, we'll be, we will be coming at you with our first power rankings of the XFL. Fuck yes, we will. Um, so we have, the first game we had was the Vegas Vipers of the Arlington Renegades. Where were the Vegas, Vipers two years ago? Tampa Bay. 
They were the Tampa Bay Vipers. Yep, they're, now they're in Vegas. They used to be like green and yellow, and now they're black yeah, and yeah. red. I actually liked the old Viper, like the the. I like the new ones because, like, the black has like a snakeskin pattern Ooh, on it. Ooh, that's it looks, pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. Nice. I, um, I I watched every game of the 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 twenty twenty season. Yeah, it was it was a good product. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and that was the Vegas Vipers are coached by uh, Rod Woodson. Of the Ravens. Uh, of the Ravens. Uh, and the Arlington Renegades. That uh, was uh, Oklahoma Sooners coach Bob Stoops. Where were Arlington? Where were the Renegades? They were the Dallas Renegades last time. That's what I thought. Time. I so actually they did like... not move whatsoever. They just changed the name from Dallas are to they, Are they same colors and everything? The Yeah, the baby blue, black, and red. And they have the, the, the gunslinger man? Yeah, well, now they got like an R on their helmet. For oh, that's kind of dumb. I liked the it logo. Looks cool. it lo- okay, the logo okay. is still on like the hats and stuff, just it's mm, different on the helmet. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, then we had... Formerly, the New Jersey Guardians are now in Orlando, and they're the Orlando I kinda, I kind of like that more than Jersey. Yeah, uh, and they lost to the Houston Roughnecks. Oh, sorry, the Vegas Vipers lost 20-22. to 22. They came down and scored, and they, they failed on the, the two-point conversion. There's some, fun, there's some fun, like, different rules that, that, I, that I like there. Um, uh, so then we had the Orlando Guardians lost to the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, and then today we have the St. Louis Battle Hawks versus the San Antonio it's Brahmas. three to three uh, with a few minutes left in the se- uh, nice. second quarter. The and San Antonio who? Brahmas, like the Brahma Bulls. Ye- oh. The Rock owns the league. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay, I understand. Uh, who, what, what team are they replacing? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're a new team or if they moved. They, they were not, not in sure. the they were yeah. not in the 2020 uh, season. And then we season. have the Seattle Sea Dragons and the DC Defenders. Oh, Dragons. Uh, yep, the, Dragons for life. So the Sea Dragons, I looked up the stadiums that they play in. Uh, the Renegades uh, play in a um, like a multi-purpose sports stadium that they have there. Yep. Um, uh, the Vipers play in a very very. They have the smallest stadium in Vegas. Uh, I don't know exactly who uses it because it's not even UNLV stadium. It's a smaller stadium than that. Um, the Orlando Guardians stadium. play in uh, one of the. Uh, they have a bigger stadium there that play. It hosts um, uh, college football games and uh, like the the bowl games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not the not the the big one. Um, Houston plays where the uh, Houston Dynamo MLS team plays the battle hawks play in the old superdome let's go hawks um uh, the brahmas they play, i think they play again also in another multi-purpose stadium the seattle sea dragons play in the the seahawks stadium fuck yeah uh, and the dc defenders play at the dc united stadium oh, i'm glad i'm in, glad dc still has a team yep um yep. i actually love that st louis has an xfl team because last the last like go around at the xfl they were the uh, sweethearts of the, the everyone loved them because mm-hmm. like st louis the, wants a team Yep, and I know it all comes down like a lot of the favorites uh, last time around were did they have a NFL former NFL quarterback, and that's usually what they went with. But um, yeah, uh, Martavius Bryant's playing for the Vegas Vipers, um, old Steelers wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I mean it wasn't bad. I mean it's not NFL level, but I think the the reason it's going to be better. This time around, COVID won't destroy the season. That's what happened. That and they are working in conjunction with the NFL to use it as a developmental league. So, so, so G leaguing it. I I watched pretty much every game of the last XFL season. Mm-hmm. They had they were gaining viewers every week. 
they had great games. They they weren't like as the skill level wasn't as high as the NFL, obviously, but the competition level was there. It was right. good games. I don't remember any like horrendous blowouts. What happened was COVID shut it all down. Right. And you know, when you're a Thanks startup, to the Seattle Sea Dragons, um, uh, you, <laughs> the vendor in the uh, yeah. stadium. Um, let's go dragons. Uh, uh, so I'm excited to see the XFL come around again. Like, you know, it offers, it offers these athletes another place to show their skills. Cause like, as it is now, like you've got college when you're a kid and then the NFL, but if you're not talented enough, to well, CFB, the NFL, you could go to the Canadian football league. Well, right, right. Like, uh, God, there's been so many that have come out, uh, Warren moon, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know who else? Uh, uh, well, if you're talking about you have the the like the USFL back in the back in the day, that's where Jim Kelly and Steve Young and um, oh god. Well, and USFL is trying to compete with XFL, right? Right this year. Well, yeah, they start in April if they're smart. Because other than I believe Houston and I, I it might be Houston and Dallas in the in the USFL. They don't have any overlapping team locations. So why not merge both of these leagues together and have a and you could have an XFL conference and you can have a USFL conference and then you can have a full spring league. I think both of them need to get a little bit more momentum before we can. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. No, I, no, think, I agree. I think a merger now would be detrimental. I'm not saying now. I'm just saying that they like that would be a good step for oh, spring yeah, football. Definitely, definitely, but we got we got to get a league to last a season. I, and you know, I, the XFL was going to do it that last time around, but COVID happened. You know. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but okay, guys. Uh, that's all I had for the show. You guys have anything else you want to say before uh, we wrap this up? So rugby again. Uh, not yesterday, but last Saturday, uh, Ireland beat France. Let's nice. love to see it. Nice. Uh, it was a pretty cool game. Uh, do you, you guys don't follow rugby at all. So do you know anything about rugby? I have, I have tried. I have tried so many times to try and figure out rugby, but then so I just so don't here's here's it. the best way to put it. Rugby is, you know, those like silly plays with all the laterals and right. that's just the entire game of rugby. And it's awesome. <laughs> it is the, it is so good. Cause it's just like, Oh, what is he going to do? He's, he's tied up. And then the ball goes sailing like five yards back, backwards into this guy. And he has this huge wide open hole and he just fucking makes a try. Um, that's actually, you know, just to talk about it a little bit, that's where touchdown, the name comes from, because in mm. rugby, to get a try, which is the equivalent to a touchdown, right. you have to put the ball down on the ground. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, I've been, I've been digging it, I've not been watching it live or anything like that, but I've been going back and watching highlights, and there's a, just I know there's like two that. different leagues. Yep, there's the, there's uh, Rugby Union and Rugby League. Nice. Yep. Uh, okay, guys, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. See ya. FTR.